Welcome to Break Free from Binge Eating with me, Victoria. I'm so happy that you're here. If we haven't met yet, I just want you to know that I get you because I was you. I was stuck in the diet binge cycle and hating my body for over 20 years. I've overcome anorexia, bulimia, binge eating disorder, and I'm a domestic abuse survivor. Now that I'm free and happy from the inside out, I've dedicated my whole life to help other women feel the same. In this podcast, we're going to cover food and body freedom, self-love and personal development. And if you implement what you learn, you will be well on your way to healing your relationship with food and your body so that you can fall in love with yourself and your life. Ready? Let's go. One. All right. Welcome, queens, to another episode. I am beyond excited for who I have with me today. Okay, I'm going to read her bio and then introduce her. So I have with me the one and only Gina Swire. And Gina Swire is a self-love mentor and manifesting queen on a global mission to help a, a billion, a billion women fall madly in love with themselves. After struggling with her own self-worth and image issues, Gina quit her career as a plus-size model at the height of her fame in order to embark on her own journey of transformation. Today, she travels the world, leading live workshops, hosting retreats, coaching private clients, and speaking on stages from Burning Man to Bali. Her first book, I'm so excited for this, P.S. I Love Me, is soon to be published. She inspires women everywhere to love themselves and love their lives. And if you've been hiding under a rock for the past few years and don't know who Gina is, and you'd like to have a little bit of a social media stalk before she shares her wisdom with us, all her handles on social media are Gina Swire. So without further ado, Gina, welcome officially to the podcast. Ah, thank you so much. That was such a warm fuzzy welcome Victoria. No, you, um, I'm honoured that you're here and I always start with 10 quick fire questions so mm -hmm. it's a bit of fun and the listeners can feel your vibe so are you ready to dive in? Ready. Okay, sweet or savoury? Sweet. Weights or cardio? Weights. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Faith sex position? Ooh. kind of like child's pose from behind i'm feeling that there part be together yeah cool try that anyone listen if you've not try it finish this sentence when i notice a body image trigger i mm, do this close my eyes and go mm, i see that that's cute I see what's happening here. It's okay. We can do this together. It's all good. And I touch my body and I go, this is my arm. This is my leg. This is my tummy. This is my chest. Just to reconnect myself. Oh, I love that. I've not heard that one before. Thank you. I'm going to try that myself. Mm. Is love a feeling or an action in your opinion? Feeling. If you could only take three things to a desert island, what would they be and why? Vincent. <laughs> <Yeah>. Avocado tree. 
post-it notes and a pen maybe that's for like <laughs> well we'll allow that as one hmm. it's not yeah. going to happen but it's always good to hear people's answers yeah what does self-love feel like in three words Mm. feels like enlightenment it feels like unity with yourself others the world the universe the nature and it feels messy disgusting gorgeous blah, blah, blah. Oh, I love those answers so much. <laughs> if you had to learn a language, a foreign language, which would it, what would it be and why? Ooh, uh, the first thing that came to mind was light language. So like the alien <laughs> extraterrestrial uh, <laughs> language. Yeah. Amazing. Do you know any of that yet? Uh, yeah, I mean, stuff, weird stuff comes through that I definitely kind of love and understand and um kind of mix in with what I do but not like a full language yeah mm, I'm excited for that mm -hmm. and last question I'm so grateful that you said yes but why did you say yes to being here with us today oh well because I absolutely love you I love your vibe I love what you stand for I love how connected to sisterhood you are I love how um much of a cheerleader you are and I just love your vibe and you're awesome and you're cosmic thank you Gina that was all about me I didn't expect that but thank you <laughs> all right so I have so many juicy questions for you so where to start when I was planning this podcast I initially wanted to for you to share a little bit about your background story however of course if that naturally flows to do that I want people to go and listen to the first episode and of course the rest of your brand new podcast PS I Love Me because in that first episode you share all mm -hmm. so my first question for you is and it's so funny by the way whenever I plan for my interviews I tune in with the energy of the person that I'm planning and um, when I was tuning in for you it was very childlike and fun and giggly and it's so funny I've planned for another one for a few weeks and I've like changed my energy a little bit with the question that's just I just wanted to share that so mm, love that the first question if an alien came down from space into earth and they hadn't heard of self-love before how would you describe self-love to an alien mm. uh yeah okay so it's an adventure <laughs> it's a chosen way of life it's scrumptious it's everything like I said before it's messy it's being with yourself in every state self-love is not just all about love it's about self-misery self-pity self-disgust all of that is a part of self-love it's Definitely a choice and a journey in every moment, in every thought. So in every second of every moment, of every decision, of every thought, of every everything, I believe there's like 
a million different paths you can take and self-love is the highest frequency of them all. Mm, I love that. Can you give us a real life example of what that means? Yeah. Okay. So pre self-love awakening for me, which I was about 30 when I got these codes and pre that things would happen to me in inverted commas, like I was a plus size model. So I would go to my castings, for example. And on the way I, I had an awareness about energy and I knew that if I felt good, I was likely to get the job. And if I felt shit, I was likely to not get it. I was likely to repel it because I was very into the law of attraction. So I had, I had an awareness around that. Um, but <laughs> on the train, on the way to a casting, I would be like, right, I have to feel good or I'm not going to get the job. Come on, Gina, you have to feel good. <laughs> like it was this like mean girl, inner critic kind of trying to cover up what was really there. And in some ways, it was the step before self-love. It was still an awareness. But what it's like now is if I was on the way to that casting now, which I don't really do that anymore, but if I was and I was feeling insecure, I was feeling fat, I was feeling gross, I was feeling stuck, I was feeling low vibe, I would just be with that. Mm -hmm. And I would just actually like mother myself and be like you know what that's the best you've got today and you're all good let me let me be with you with that let me love you through that let me just let me just hold you in that and it's okay we all have that think about how many people in this world are feeling exactly the same as you right now oh my god the puppy Barney (laughs) just grab the curtain okay yeah the puppy (laughs) and um yeah it would be this very gentle kind of funny this voice would almost like hug me and be like oh come on Mm. you know it's it's not like it's the most motherly loving cocooned in a duvet kind of love ever there's nothing harsh about it there's some sarcasm and some jokes and laughing together and cute but it's very hmm you know, nothing to change, nothing to do, doing your best, you're all good. So it's a very motherly voice for me, self-love. Wow. I think that's so powerful that you've actually shared, because you was aware before you had all the self-love codes downloaded for you. But, Mm -hmm. and I've noticed this in myself the past few years, I used to just try and positive mindset myself through stuff. Yeah. And it's, that's kind of abandoning yourself at the same time. It's just like false toxic positivity, isn't it? Absolutely. And it's actually quite unhelpful. Um, it's a little bit like sticking an affirmation on it. You know, mm-hmm. when when people say, I love my body, but actually they hate the body or they don't feel fully in love with their body. And so just sticking that affirmation on it is pretty useless because it's the subconscious mind that is like, no, you don't. And you have an inner conflict and that frazzles people. It frazzles me. I'm like, well, which way around is it? You know? So actually just being with what's there and accepting what's there is just so, it just cuts through everything. Mm. And then once you've been with that and you've felt the feelings and you've allowed it, then you get to choose 
something else if, if it feels right and it's much less stressful yeah I love that so much yeah. would you would you say that self-discipline was a form of self-love Ooh, it's a good question you know I see life like a big pendulum swinging along and you know at one time I thought discipline was the way I used to think if I discipline myself to go to the gym and eat the salad and do my positivity and do my yoga and if I'm doing 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 all this good positive shit then I'm winning and that's how I succeed and that's how I live life and then I went completely the opposite way and and it's not none of this is wrong so like I say this pendulum is actually the path um, then I went the complete opposite way and I was like, oh my God, I don't want to do any of that. That is not the way. Just being is the way, like intuiting, listening to what feels good. And I changed it to discipline, mm-hmm. <laughs> discipline to discipline. Like, what do I want to do today? Do I want to eat a cake? Well, that can be self-love. Do I want to lounge on the floor in my pajamas? Well, that can be self-love do I want to go to the gym that can also be you know it's it's not that you can't do any of it but you only get you only do what you want mm. and it's funny because for quite a long time I was in this discipline mode <clears throat> and sometimes I would err I would edge on the side of lazy you know I'd be doing hardly anything and I was like self-love and then you know then the pendulum comes back and it's like oh no it, it actually feels better for me if I'm going to do cardio three times a week or if I'm you know being disciplined to eat a certain amount of greens per day or whatever like it that's the pendulum swinging in the middle and right now believe it or not I am going more towards discipline again so I'm like pushing through actually when things when I'm like "Mm, I don't want to go to the gym today and I'm like you know what self-love today is pushing through that and is doing that anyway so yeah I believe this is the path and there's no right or wrong and it's that fine line and so one little tip for anyone listening if you know so I'll give this example if if you get a little bit sick like if you get a cold or something are you the kind of person that's like I'm not leaving the house I'm not going to the gym I'm not doing this I'm just going to rest fully or are you the other way where you're like, no, I'm going to sweat it out. I'm going to, I'm going for it. I'm going to, I'm going to carry on regardless. I'm going to push past it. So whichever side you're on, sometimes the work is just crossing over to the other side a little bit. Mm. So it's kind of a world of opposites. Yeah. I love that answer because there's no right or wrong. And as humans, we like to be told a, a tick box. Yes or no, this is right. This is wrong. But I explain to my clients about the gym as an example, when they wake up for their early alarm, only they really know deep inside whether they need to give themselves a bit of tough love as in, come on girl, get your ass out of bed, like you'll feel better after, or whether your body's like, I literally need to rest. Mm. Only you will know that. So blissipline, oh, I love that so much, is the way forward. Yeah, and also, with like with my best friend who I know you know Kim Camilla um we we naturally are the opposite so if Kim's poorly or if she's tired she'll want to go to the gym she'll want to go for a walk she'll want to like 
drink her green shots and all the things. If I'm tired or whatever, I'll be like, I need to completely rest. I need to do nothing. You know, so we we actually do well as friends because I get to be inspired by her and she gets to be inspired by me and we get to live that middle road. Mm. So get yourself a bestie with the opposite. (laughs) Balance. My Mm. partner is the opposite to me in a good way because he grounds me. I'm very sporadic. I'm like doing all the things like, and I'm just so unpredictable even to myself, which I love about myself. And he's like, okay, let's just, it's not a no, it's not a yes. Let's just like ground ourselves and then kind of a masculine energy vibe to it. But I need that to complement how I show up in the world. So I love that. Same, same, but it's so, <laughs> it's so annoying. It's so annoying. But it's, it's so annoying. <laughs> he questions everything. Mm. Yeah, Vincent and I had this conversation last night because at the moment we're kind of homeless, which I love being homeless. Like I love just Airbnb for a week or staying with friends or going on holiday or going on a road trip. And Vincent's like, I need to plan all of this in advance. I need to know, especially the dates. And I'm like, well, let's just leave it all open. And it's like, look at our little masculine feminine polarity playing out here. Isn't it beautifully annoying? I love that masculine feminine all to like Sophia LePage who I know you know as well yeah. I was in her program and she explained yeah. it beautifully that the feminine the the masculine is the rock and then the feminine is this dancing around energy and they just contrast so beautifully if, if we're all in our healthy I mean we're only human and we're going to be back and forth a little bit but if we can work on ourselves and just meet in the middle and communicate is the key yeah. exactly oh, yeah and what? accept accept them and accept yourself because it can become that I can then in the past might have judged oh why am I being so flighty maybe I should be a bit more organized but if you can kind of own it and accept yourself but also accept them and enjoy the beauty of it you know Mm. like even kind of get off on the annoying like I look annoying things used to piss me off so much and I would like avoid annoying things, but now I'm like, I'm annoyed. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I'm annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. That is like free, that's pure freedom, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And this question that I have next is very deep and very open, but I'm really curious it came through for me to ask you what is happiness? Hmm. Hmm. Well, the first thing that came through to me there is health on all levels. And so this isn't just the typical look at health, but, you know, like a healthy mind, like I just explained self-love to me is, is health, is, is a healthy way of being, being able to be with all of the things and find the beauty in it, find the misery in it, like get actually get off on the misery of it sometimes or whatever. And also like physically in your body, being healthy and flexible and mobile and energetic. I really believe that life belongs to the energetic mm. in, in terms of physical energy and like spiritual energy. Um, yeah. And also just health for me as well. Like this weekend, I've been to a rave. I don't know if you saw my social media. It's been a very long time. This is something of my past. You know, I used to be a major party animal, always like 
going to the best DJs and festivals and all of those things. And I used to absolutely love it. And again, the pendulum swung the other way and I went all yogi and ceremonies and sister circles and, you know, alcohol free and drug free and everything free, vegan. And, and actually like now health to me is going to the occasional rave, you know, that, to, that was the biggest amount of nourishment because it's exactly what I wanted. It's exactly what I needed. And just, just saying yes to all the crazy things. And I did some crazy things this weekend and, you know, things that aren't healthy in inverted commas, but so nourishing in a way. Mm. So yeah, happiness to me is a desire fueled life. And, you know, Sophia talks about this beautifully, just owning your desire, following your desire, like asking for what you want, all these things, they play together and I believe that is happiness Mm, I love that I'm receiving that and also it's so interesting that I feel like I want to bring up you use the word healthy in the quotes Mm. and then the word nourishment so as you know I I work specifically with women with like eating disorder problems and when we're talking about food language and of course we're dropping the food labels of good or bad and I know you have a body harmony course that I'm I'm guessing is similar food language in there we swap the word healthy for nourishing because even healthy can have a little bit of a that's why you I guess did the air quotes like whatever's nourishing for Mm. you in each moment like you said earlier that could be a cake or a sharing a tub of ice cream with a girlfriend when you're having a movie night yeah it depends on the moment there's no right or wrong and the nourishment there that word is key yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember years ago when I really, I went from kind of my (laughs) inverted commas again, we're going to be doing this a lot, (laughs) the unhealthy lifestyle to the healthy lifestyle. So just to to paint a picture of that, I went from flying around the world, modeling nonstop, getting up at like four in the morning to catch a flight, to go to the studio, to kind of not really eat the right foods and, you know, not even drink any water and then go straight out to the club afterwards, go out all night and then probably straight into the studio the next day. And that was my life. And then the occasional yoga session in the middle. And then I completely switched that for going vegan, only eating organic food, most of it homegrown cooking everything from scratch, you know, no gluten, no sugar, no wheat, no nothing. And, you know, and going to the gym twice a day. And I went the complete opposite way, (laughs) which I'd never done before. And and that felt really nourishing at that point. But it did come with that little under undercurrent of shit. If I, if I stop any of this, or Mm. if I break it even a tiny bit, I'm going back there. You know, it came from a place of fear. Mm. and then yeah finding that middle ground and that was when I moved to Bali and I kind of dropped the vegan tag and I was still mostly eating plant-based but I remember a a friend invited me out to this place called Room for Desserts and it's a Michelin star dessert and cocktail place so I was a bit like oh what am I gonna do um but I went and I just had one dessert and one cocktail and we had the most amazing conversations and we were there for like five hours and 
you know, previously sugar and gluten and butter and alcohol and sugar syrup in your thing, you know, all these things were so unhealthy, but that event was so healthy. And as you say, nourishing, Mm. that I really got it in that moment. I was like, ah, it's not about the thing. It's about how you do the thing and Mm. then what you do after with it. Because I'd had such a nourishing experience with the conversation and the place and the high quality of things and just the beauty of how it was presented and the gorgeous plates and, you know, all this is such a sensory nourishment. And after that, for the first time, really, I enjoyed it so much. I was so grateful for the experience and I just reveled in the bliss of it that, you know, my digestion works really well and everything was perfect. So previously, if I'd have done that, I'd have been like, "Mm, no, I've got to go to the gym and probably like, you know, tensed up and stressed out and ruined my digestion. So I just really got it in that moment. So I'm really glad you brought that in. Yeah, the stress of eating the cake is worse for you than eating the actual cake. Yeah. I'll always say that. Because it was never the cake's fault. It was never the burger's fault. You know, I know loads of healthy, nourished, gorgeous people who eat loads of stuff, but they don't have an issue with food. Mm. Like my, my younger sister is the prime example. Like she doesn't have a negatively emotional connection with food. She know, She doesn't overeat, but she eats all kinds of things. And she naturally picks healthy things she naturally likes exercise she just doesn't have those stories present that I always had so Mm. it's such a gift just observing her just do whatever she wants and she's you know super fit and healthy and gorgeous and I'm like used to think how the hell does she do that but now I realize she's just not got that stressful emotional connection with it she we were all born that way and she's just she's not had to unlearn anything she's kept what she was born with in that context around food I always say to my clients I don't care what you eat I care about how you feel about what you eat it's not about Mm. the food it's how you feel towards your behavior it doesn't even have to be about food it's actually never about the food you know that as well (laughs) it's deeper it is it was never about the food I remember the first time I heard that phrase and I was like who has written that it's a load of crap obviously it is <laughs> but then I'm like oh yeah they were right it was never about the food I had that same vibe I was angry because I'd been sat there you know binging my face off with packets around me hiding it all and being like of course it's about the food like it's about and it's not about the food oh yeah I've got that now <laughs> Oh yeah. You know what I'm doing at the moment? Um, I've got a money coach. So it was, it's something I've only just started with it, but one of my other mentors had suggested it. And so last night I was filling in the initial forms and there's like a bazillion questions all about like your money story and first memories of money. And I was filling it all in and I had such an interesting realization, which was that a lot of my early years of money was all linked to the fact that I felt I wasn't allowed to eat what I wanted at home you know I was always kind of told like don't have too much of that or you've had enough now or um like 
no, you can't have that because that's fat. Or you can have this. You can have as much of you want as that, but you can't have that. You can only have a little bit of that. You know, like a lot of rules that children are given. Mm-hmm. And part of my want for money, because when I was a teenager, I started to enter enterprise. So I remember I made these little leaflets and posted them to everyone on my road saying I had a, a babysitting company. And um, then when the, when the jobs came in, I would kind of outsource them to my friends and take like a little commission. Fantastic. <laughs> and, um, and so, but my reason for doing that was so that I had my own money so I could buy the food I wanted, but in secret. So I was like, oh, wow. From learning about my money story and my money relationship, I've just learned a whole new angle of this food money self relationship and I was just like wow Wow. so cool and no wonder it makes so much sense yeah because that was acting from not enough not enoughness because of the rules that you had I mean I'm not here to parent anyone's child but not enough acting from fear like needing to hide it and secretly get it that makes so much sense yeah exactly and not that you know my my mum was right like you know you shouldn't that is good to have you can have as much as you want as this but have a little of that and but to me it felt like I can't have what I want or Mm. also I wasn't necessarily taught to listen to my body you know I was taught to listen to the rules Mm. and I didn't like the rules I wanted freedom and so yeah my whole quest with money at first was around freedom and even to the point of when I was 16, I convinced my dad to give me a scoot to get me a scooter, you know, like a moped. So that the key point, like the first things I did was go to different food places. They were normally like naughty ones, like M&M, um, like McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And but I, then I would keep it a secret. But I needed the money to do it and I needed the freedom so money, food, and freedom all link heavily for me. Wow. Oh my God. I've not even started this course yet and I'm like mind blown. Is it Jenna Black's course out of curiosity? No, no, it's not. It's um no, it's this cool Indian woman that someone connected me with. I've never met her, I've not even spoke to her. I just like, yep, signed up, <laughs> doing it. Wow. Oh, I love that. I'm excited for you to go through. Yeah. I would love to talk now about the V word, and I don't mean vagina or Vincent, although he is involved in the question a little bit. I'm talking vulnerability. So I'm in your community. I've been through your program. I've learned so much from you, and I'm still active in there looking at what you share. And you've recently shared a big vulnerable share with us. And my question to you is, what was blocking you from sharing it sooner? And then why did you decide to share it with us in the end? Mm. do you mean the baby thing Mm. oh yeah yeah good question so this has been a whole process and a journey so a little bit of backstory when I was eight my dad got his secretary pregnant and left us for her and the baby Mm. and in that my mum obviously was incredibly hurt I on some level thought it was my fault because I wasn't good enough and so he replaced us with someone else 
And yeah, there was a lot of stuff in the family, like my nana kind of disowned my dad and became my mum's mum. <laughs> um, and my, my nana kind of looked after us financially a bit as well, because my dad pulled out of that. Um, not in all the way, just to be really clear, but yeah, we struggled. We went from kind of having quite a, well, a very privileged life and having a gorgeous house and going on holidays to none of that and struggling and so it's really shaped me it's definitely made me who I am it's definitely made me resilient and compassionate and all these things that I've received from that gift that was also really hard um yeah and because I am a master manifester my subconscious decided on some level to replay that in my adult life and so I manifested a man, uh, Vincent, I've actually known him for 15 years, but we've been together for one. It was our anniversary yesterday. Yeah, happy um, anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> it is a happy anniversary because we both got no idea how we managed to get through the year. But basically a year ago, long story there short, we finally, after 15 years, got properly together. And instantly we were we were in love because we realized that we'd been avoiding this massive love that we had and we finally got together. And so he came to Ibiza where I was at the time and we just went so deep into it. It was amazing. Haven't been in love for a few years, so not with another person. And so, yeah, it was just amazing. And I was like, wow. And then about a month later, we found out that his ex, we'll call it, but a woman that he was kind of living with as friends, but with benefits in the lockdown, um, was pregnant. And he didn't tell me as soon as he knew, he kind of avoided it. He was trying to figure out what to do. And then when I did find out, I was incredibly hurt, firstly, because he'd lied and secondly because this was happening and I was just like this does not feel like my life and so we broke it off and then yeah we did the six-step process which I've shared a lot but I can share it with you again it's this process to consciously end a relationship and when we did that I realized that yeah there's just so much more to this and I knew I had this sense that you know, when these things happen for us, that it's happening for a reason and we can avoid it as much as we want. But that didn't feel right on this occasion because I felt if I did avoid it, I would end up with another partner with a different face doing kind of a different angle of the same shit. Mm. And I, I really felt like it's time to go through it. And so also I did a family constellation healing session with my mentor who is just a life angel to me and she helped me see that Vincent is my dad and this baby is my little sister and I am his other daughter and the woman is my mom and you know like all these things and I was just like wow mind blown yeah so we did this whole process and I knew I was, I knew I was staying in it. So the whole year, I knew I was staying in this relationship, even though on paper, we were in hell, like we were living a trigger fest. 
I was so hurt. I wanted to like punish him, but then I didn't want to punish him because I wanted him to feel good because he felt so bad and he wanted to be, you know, so it was, it was very complicated. We were in Bali. We were having all kinds of couples coaching. We both had a mentor. We had all our friends who were coaches helping us, holding space for us. And it was so, so hard. Um, yeah. And just the, the break of the trust as well. And so there was many times when I really wanted to say something and I did show up and say, I am having a really hard freaking time right now. I don't want to go into the details of it, but you know, I don't even know how I'm managing. I feel like I'm having a breakdown. So I kind of shared cryptically. And the reason at the time that I didn't fully go there was one, because I felt shame from my family, even though they weren't saying that I felt like they, I felt like people were thinking, what the fuck is she doing? Why is she doing this? But underneath it, I felt this deeper reason of like my own evolution and healing. But I also felt that most people wouldn't get that and would put on me their projection of, um, you need to leave this. This is not good for you. So yeah, there was a bit of fear. And also, um, as a, as a coach, you know, I was holding space for so many people. And there was a lot of times in that year where I couldn't, I didn't have it to give. Like I wasn't, I wasn't going to give from an empty cup and I just didn't have it to give. So there was quite a few times when I was, um, you know, taking a break from a program and people were so understanding of these things, but yeah, I just didn't want to fully go there. And also I've never met the woman who was having the baby. Mm -hmm. And also we didn't know if it was his. So I was manifesting an outcome that was my reality of that. It turns out it's not his, it's another man's and we're kind of get away with this scot free and it's just been a healing process. Yeah. So I didn't want to give any weight to the other option. which now in hindsight I realized that was such a massive energy leak you know because I didn't know the truth and I was leaking energy to a manifestation that I thought was better for us Mm. and actually that is the biggest waste of energy ever actually just being with what's there is much more useful Mm. so when it came to it once the baby was born and we found out it was his then I knew the truth and yeah it set me free because I I took my family knew all about it they'd really I told them all my reasons and I'd really like got clear with them I'd got clear with myself I'd kind of put that whole energy leak to rest and then I set myself free and I shared it and so when I when I actually shared it that day I was like on drugs I was completely high on life and since then Vincent and I have been in harmony wow so it's been nuts and such a massive learning curve and so yeah I I do think there's so there's a place to share and a place to not and when I've reflected on that I tried to show up as authentically as I could without like talking about anyone else's business 
so yeah it, it was a detailed thing you know wow thank you so much for sharing all of that with such an open loving heart and it's always received in the same way as you give it um, what have you learned about yourself? And I've been following your journey, like your podcasts are on repeat and I've, I understand all the couples coaching you and Vincent have been through. What would you say the biggest thing you've learned about yourself mm. through all of that? Um, that I'm fucked up. <laughs> no, that everyone is. is. Um, and there's, there's no shame in that. We've all got our quirks and kinks and things going on. And um, yeah, when you're with someone, like Vincent and I just absolutely triggered the hell out of each other. And it was the fastest learning curve known to woman. You know, like it was like, woof, that's what you're learning. So yeah, I learned so much. I called that in, you know, I was calling in a partnership where we can both grow exponentially. And we really have, he, I'm so proud of Vincent. Like he has done like 10 years of healing in one year and he's, he's had to, you know, and I've had to. And also I did have a spiritual ego of, I know this, I'm a coach. I've been in this work for way longer than you. This is on you. And in past relationships, I had blamed the other person or like I'd not like outwardly but I definitely had kind of put it on them that they'd not been doing their inner work but actually being in this relationship I had to really be like okay there's a lot more to do here I'm gonna do it you know so acceptance willingness all of that it's been massive you've just taken like 100% responsibility for your part in all of it and that is I know we say it in the personal development personal development world all the time but it's that is key to everything isn't it and I just want to acknowledge you for for that so openly and growing so much together I mean I've seen it through just following your journey you know from what you share and listen to your podcasts and and Daddy Vincent in the house. <laughs> Listen to that episode, which is oh, so funny. Yeah. So I'm just excited to see where you both go in terms of personal relationship growth as the future unravels before you. Yeah. Yeah. It's such, it, it, I think it's been like two or three months now since I shared that. And that had so much weight behind it like that whole situation had so much charge even this even like the name of that woman coming in to our conversation or anything about the situation I would like like it would just come over me this absolutely scary like amount of energy and pain and all the things and it's all linked to what happened when I was a child and because I was a child I never got to process it and then my dad died so even in my more conscious Mm. um you know in my 30s I haven't been able to have that conversation but through what's happened with us and with Vincent I've had all of those conversations with my dad but with Vincent and Vincent wow yeah and he yeah it's so cool like how it's healed my whole family as well it's not just me I've been having 
all everything I've been learning in my couples coaching, I've been relating back to my mum, to my nana, to my brother. And they're just like, oh my God, I'd never thought of it that way. Oh my God. Oh, wow. do you think would that be? Oh wow. And all these realizations that I've had have healed the whole family. So yeah, when I always say when someone when when one person gets a coach, everyone around them gets to benefit. Yeah. And not just from the vibration, but from the conversations, from the way you show up, from the way you share. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, you either get what you want or get what you need. And you needed that. Wow. That's yeah. And, and now I realize that this has played out in every relationship I've ever had, but I've never gone there or I've never had the tools to or the willingness. So I've just pushed it away. So I always felt very unsatisfied or unsatiated or just like there was something wrong with me or something wrong with them mm. also and now I'm realizing that I'm going to be able to have like a healthy relationship now I've seen all of this even though it's been the deepest most painful excavation ever and miserable like so miserable yeah wow I've got to choose wisely. I think we've got time for one more question before you share your exciting news. And it kind of leads nicely on, of course, divinely, divinely timed. I believe that we attract what we believe about ourselves and everybody is a mirror for us. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to that and give your version of what that means? Because again, similar to the, it's not about the food. When I first heard that, probably from you actually a few years ago, everyone's a mirror. I'll be like, I don't, I don't get it. How? <laughs> yeah. Well, a couple of examples. When I was 20, mm -hmm. I manifested or attracted a situation where I was in a pub um, in England and I kind of was having a bit of a flirt thing with this guy who was much older than me, like owned the nightclub and everyone thought it was really cool. Probably shouldn't say that because he maybe this, <laughs> who knows. Anyway, um, and at, at a certain point he stood up and was like, oh, you know, Gina, if you were a size 10, I'd date you. And I just like kind of giggled it off and then went to the bathroom and just cried my eyes out and felt so unworthy and so disgusting and so wrong and fat and gross and I that is what I believed about myself I believe that not necessarily like outwardly like consciously because I, mm. I thought I was pretty and I thought it was, but subconsciously all those things are what I believed and I attracted that situation and at the time I just thought that's so mean he's so horrible he's been horrible to me why the world's so mean you know and that's what I believed but actually that mirror was just showing me what was that really there because I didn't know that about myself mm. you know I thought no I, I'm beautiful I'm this but really that is what I believed underneath so that's one example of a mirror so fast forward to after 30 getting the self-love codes and just genuinely dropping into this new state with my body. And it wasn't initially, oh my God, I just love my body. I love everything about it. It wasn't that. It was, this is my body, warts and all, lumps and bumps and all, size, everything. 
blotches, you know, everything. And it's not really ever going to change that much. And I accept it exactly as it is. And if anyone doesn't accept it, that's just a reflection of them. I'm not interested in hearing it. I just repel those people. Like I, even if even if someone came over and said something a bit mean, I'd just smile at them because I don't believe it. It's not it's not true for me. It's not my reality. But since then, nobody ever says any of that. People literally come over to me in the street or in the airport or wherever and just say, wow, you radiate, you rock the outfit. Like you shine a different color to other people. Like what is your secret? And can I talk to you? And that is a reflection. That is a mirror of how I feel about myself mm. right now. So yeah, whatever is in front of you is literally just mirroring something back. Caveat. Mm. I love these. Continue. Caveat. <laughs> caveat there's always a caveat and I do believe that we live in a world of um you know the differences of opinions actually make a really well-rounded person mm -hmm. so I can't think of the word what's the word when when you have the two like not a like remember. the opposites of opinions like conflict conflicts conflict like conflicting advice is actually a good way because actually it's all the same these these pendulums everything like really either end of that is kind of the same it's coming from the same mm. place so it's this middle road but anyway um I forgot what I was gonna say now about this oh yeah the caveat yeah so the caveat is that I see with my single friends occasionally they will manifest or attract a douchebag <laughs> they're like a complete and utter fool mm. and something crazy will happen and they're like what is this about myself that this is attracting this person <laughs> I actually believe sometimes you just meet a douchebag and that's that you know so I think as we go into this personal development world as we go into taking responsibility for things we can also take too much responsibility mm. and, you know, try to find a meaning within ourselves of everything. And that also is not really self-love. You know, sometimes you just have to bat them off and carry on. Now, if this is a repeating thing, then that's probably something to look at. But occasionally you just do meet a fool. Yeah. I love you brought that up because we can just we can always learn from the fall and it also just reminds us of what we don't want as well so we can just pivot to what we do want exactly and one thing to add to that what you've shared and this has come from you and I use this with my clients all the time in the realm of body image you shared one time about having a wound or a cut like a physical cut on your arm or whatever um, and that's a core wound within that you don't feel happy in your own skin and if someone was to comment about your body or your size in a negative way it's like rubbing salt in the wound it really stings but when you've healed that wound and then you've got scar tissue which is actually even stronger than normal skin if someone was to negatively comment it doesn't even matter it doesn't even touch you anymore and that's such a that was such a clear analogy for me to understand and then to learn and then to be like okay I'm going to build my scar around this not to protect me from the world 
but just to heal myself and just love myself and now I'm here of course it never ends yeah it's just like indescribable the peace and the joy and the freedom of just like having your own back is just amazing so thank you for giving me that ages ago I love that I love that I forgot about that and also just to go like one little step deeper it seems we're talking about wounds and scars so when you do have a scar say you've got a big slash across your chest and it's Mm -hmm. all healed up and you've got a, a purple scar with like stitches around it if someone comes to you with an open wound the same as you've got which if they're saying you're gross then you know they think they're gross and on some level and you see that open wound on them you're not going to be like mad at them or whatever because you've got that big scar and you know they're going to get one of those you just have compassion for them you're just like yeah you're in the healing process so it's like when you've got the scar it can be like it's like aggravating when someone kind of tries to Mm. poke at it but you do have that deep compassion Mm. just literally giving love to everything and everybody and understanding even if we don't agree or like with their um, perspective just send them love like it's all about the love isn't it self-love infinite love which is the same thing (laughs) it is and another part of self-love is and Vincent and I really practice this when he when he does some stupid shit and it pisses me off like there's one way is just like I love you you know just sending all the love and then this other thing is like being in your expression like if he pisses me off sometimes I just like I literally go like this <laughs> and he does it back it's like this teenager going <laughs> And we do that to each other and we like express our like teenager annoyed Mm. expression at each other. And it makes us laugh our heads off and it actually cuts through it all quicker than just being like, you're being a dick, but I love you. I'm just going to leave it there because that can feel a little bit like I'm swallowing it. Yeah. And anytime I swallow it, that's when the binge eat feeling comes, you know, it's like, hmm. But when I actually express it like my naughty little teenager, it just makes us laugh our heads off and release it. I love that. Expressing it in the moment, don't allow it to fester and then build up and then all of a sudden be like, this, this, this. And then they're like, whoa, what? When? How? When? (laughs) I love that. Absolutely. All right, Gina, please tell us about your book, your podcast, how people can work with you, all of the things. Yeah, thank you so much. So my podcast, P.S. I Love Me, I think we're on episode 10. So it's brand new, full of juicy. And somebody this morning just said, I love it. It's a little bit naughty and a little bit edgy. And you're talking about things that I normally avoid, uh, but it's super fun. So that's P.S. I Love Me. You can find it on all podcast channels. Um, My book, it's the same name, P.S. I Love Me, is soon to be released. I've been saying that for two years. (laughs) It's out of my hands and into the hands of Mama Divine. Um, And yeah, I don't have an exact date for it, but it is on its way to a bookshop near you. And I'll let you know exactly when it comes out. And I obviously 
um, on some level, absolutely love waiting. I love being humiliated. I love telling people it's going to be out in summer. And then three months later, it's still not out. And then six months later, the publisher pulls mm. out. And then three months later, something else. So I'm just accepting that and being with the misery of it, you know, practicing what I preach. Mm. <laughs> so the book is soon to be coming out. And you can find me anywhere at Gina Swire, ginaswire.com and Gina Swire on Instagram. And I'd love to hear from your listeners. Yay. And are you accepting one-to-one clients? I know you have an amazing program, which I've been through and still am in. I will link everything below, but do you just want to speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So my 12-step self-love transformation is the program that your lovely self has been in and hundreds of other women. Uh, it's a real step-by-step process. There's loads of juice in it. And it's something, it's like you join it once, but you stay in the community. So it's the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, one-to-one is full. I tend to mostly accept women who've done the 12 steps before, because that is most of the heavy lifting done. And then, you know, from there we can go deep, deep, deep. Um, but if, if they are interested in one-to-one, they're very welcome to reach out. I have a wait list and I have all different types of, of groups for body harmony, self-love luxury, all different things, money mindset, everything is covered. Amazing. Thank you so much, Gina. This episode has been, well, when they're listening to this, it will already be released next Thursday. So fabulous. We'll on that. And it's been an absolute honor, pleasure. Time has flew. Of course, we've collapsed time. That's what we've just done. And thank you for your wisdom and your time. And I just love you so much and what you do. I love you so much. This has been such a joy and your questions were amazing and your cosmic background. And yeah, your understanding of all this stuff and this subject is so deep and so amazing to jam with that I feel like we took it to the next level. So thank you for being so awesome. And I've I've got to highlight like how much of an amazing woman's woman and cheerleader you are. You are just amazing and sensational so I'm so lucky to have you in my life thank you Gina when you win I win when I win you win and it took a long time for me to get there because of the fear of oh what if and but I'm just in surrender and cheerleading and thank you for acknowledging that because that actually I needed to hear that so thank you and I love you and I will be speaking to you soon I'm very sure (laughs) thank you beautiful Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. I would love to ask you a little favor that will literally take you probably one minute. Can you do that for me? Okay, it is to rate and review this podcast. And the reason I'm asking you is because if you do this for me, it will enable me to reach more women so I can help them and spread the message around the world of self-love, food and body freedom, which is much needed. So again, thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, by the way, please screenshot it and tag me on social media on Instagram at Victoria Kleinsman and on Facebook, it's Victoria Kleinsman. Okay, have an amazing day. Sending you lots of love.